you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Play action, fires, picked off at the 30-yard line. Ronnie Hickman. All the way. Touchdown. The Ohio State rookie. Black on third and goal. Throwing. Caught. Elijah Moore for the score. Moore is now out. Marquise Goodwin comes in as the wide out to look for, and Flacco almost gets sacked. There he goes, throws on the run, caught inside the 30, inside the 20, goes Jerome Ford, still on his feet. Ford looking for the end zone, gets there. Ooh-wee. The Cleveland Browns are playoff bound. That last touchdown was Joe Flacco's third score of the first half. Would be the last touchdown of the game as the Browns win 37-20. to 20. I am Greg Rosenthal for the last time on Thursday night this season. And I could not be more excited to be joined for this TNF finale and this Brown celebration by this Bengals fan, Nick Wesseling. Let's go. <laughs> Let's ease up on the Bengals fan. I'm a casual Bengals fan, we'll say. Uh, Don't want to disrespect the real Bengals fans out there. Of course, uh, you know, the brother of Chris Wesseling, but a, the, a sharp football mind uh, in his own right. And uh, what better way to end the season on TNF? Uh, then one of the stories of the season, Joe Flacco. This is really happening each week. I watch it, and I kind of just can't believe it's happening. And some of the stats we can throw out in a in a second are just insane. But Flacco is out there slanging it against one of the top defenses in the league. By halftime, he had almost 300 yards. The Browns had 34 points. This is 
real. This is a real thing that's happening. It's a beautiful story. It's one of my favorite things that's happened in the NFL this year. Who who would have thought that Joe Flacco would be the 39-year-old quarterback we'd be talking about at the end of Ooh, December? Good one. Uh, in this game <laughs> especially. At the Yes, uh, in this game. Uh, we know what Joe Flacco's always been. If you give him time to throw, he can – deliver a great ball. He's always had the arm strength, always had the ability to read. It's when he's under pressure that he uh, tends to falter and there wasn't a lot of pressure tonight. So he was able to pick him apart that entire first half. It was crazy. But the thing I think that's get, you know, surprises me the most is how well he's moving. Like I want to know what training he was doing. I I swear he's moving better. I think they broke out a sneaky athletic uh, term during the thing. And usually, you know, it's like they only give that to the white QBs who are actually athletic. But like Joe Flacco is sneaky athletic at this point because he's doing the play action fakes about as well as anyone. Mm -hmm. He's rolling out. He's making throws on the move. That last touchdown that we heard, Quinn and Williams hits him so hard in the helmet that when Flacco goes to the sideline and takes his helmet off, he's got a huge red mark on his helmet. And Joe Flacco don't care. He continues to run to the left, improvises. And that's one of the things that's gotten me about these last four weeks of Flacco is that a lot of these plays are on the move, like design rollouts and even occasionally kind of improvising like he did on that play. Yeah. Um <laughs> I don't know if you heard that. He was talking about running routes with his dad and throwing the ball 60 yards Some down the field. I don't know if you heard that or not on the on the, uh, on the the telecast, but um, I was something more than that had to have happened because he's in much better shape than he is in last year. Um, he's moving a lot better. He's throwing the ball better. Now, some of that, obviously, is he's not playing for the Jets. Sorry, Dan, I had to get that dig in on that one. But um, well, we'll have you know. time for that. We'll have time. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, it's, it, he's always been a solid quarterback if he has time to throw, and he showed it again tonight. He's shown it the last five weeks. What's he up to now? 1,600, 1,700 yards? 1,600 yards? Is that what it is? Something like that. There was a point at halftime, uh, uh, like I said, he had 296 at halftime, and then they couldn't do anything in the second half. Mm -hmm. It totally went away. He actually only ended up with 309. So there was a stat that the Jets hadn't given up a 300-yard receiver in 33 games over two years, and he got 300 yards on his first throw of the second half. That That's how quickly he got to it. Another crazy one with that is, since 99, when the Browns returned, that was when they returned, right? Um, the, the organization has only had three games where a quarterback had 300, had, uh, I think it was like 250 yards and two touchdowns at halftime. Flacco has done that three times already. Uh, like, Deshaun Watson does not have a 300-yard game yet with the Browns. Joe Flacco has four. He was close, if he had had a big second half, to having the most yards any quarterback in the history of the NFL has ever had in one uh, month. He did not pass Peyton Manning from like some 99 or some crazy year. But the stats are crazy. And then the, just the scenes are awesome. I, what, what were you thinking? I don't know. Watching watching that that big man with his shirt off, enjoying himself <laughs> and Joko shaking the camera and just like a, a really great celebration in a way that really they haven't been able to to celebrate since 2002 because because even in 2020 that it was the COVID year and they couldn't have this kind of fun yeah the, the 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 browns have played great 
and they deserve it, and the fans deserve it. Uh, one of the greatest fa- fan bases ever. They showed up even when they stunk for the last 25 years. Well, the better part of the last 25 years, they've been mm-hmm. what, three good years in there, averaged a good years in there. Um, you know, and after the Deshaun Watson, I don't want to make it a Deshaun Watson thing. Like you know, a lot of fans left and I gave them a good reason to come back this year. Um, they played great and it kind of shows who thought in 2023 with a good defense and a great offensive line that you could win 11 or 12 games is what, which is what it looks like they're going to do. Yeah. But like, here's the thing. They don't even have a great offensive line anymore. They, they have a great offensive line coach. They have... Yeah. A pretty good interior because Batonio is back in the lineup and Wyatt Teller. So they have a great guard tandem. Uh, but they played this game without – they're on their fourth quarterback, no running back. Amari Cooper was out for this game, which was a surprise. Makes you kind of rethink, mm, why did they put him back in at the end of the last week's game? He didn't play. Elijah Moore, who was having a big first half, uh, got what appeared to be a concussion uh, late in the first half. Uh, and yeah, like I said, they're at the, without their top left tackle, their top two right tackles, and we're going to get to t- some coach of the year talk later, but it's, I think one of the reasons why Flacco is just, he's on my screen right now with this huge smile on his face is like, there are open receivers. This is a great offense. Even when you don't have any players left on it. You, you saw, saw it in Minnesota with Stefanski too. He can scheme it up and get, get guys open no matter who his receivers or quarterback is that. You said um, no running back there. I think you're underestimating what Jerome Ford sure. has, has meant. And I mean, Kareem Hunt's a, a nice little addition there too. But Jerome Ford was outstanding tonight. He made people miss, ran people over, you know, whether it was running the ball or receiving it out of the backfield. He was great, like you said, in Joku in the first half. He had reason to be yelling into that camera uh, at the end. He, he was he was outstanding in that first half. I, we were texting about it, and they were trying to trying – to, play man against him with linebackers not I, I don't know it looked like i was trying to cover him out there, there was, yeah there was, there was that one play on the on the crosser where they caught cj mosley and yeah. he's leaning inside and ninjaku <laughs> njoku just blows by him and yeah that was like a ooh, that, that was like a i've been in this league a long time i mean you know mosley's been in the league a long time because after mm-hmm. the game it's him and flacco hugging <laughs> at the sideline i was like man they were teammates like a decade ago in baltimore and i i think what I, I could be wrong, but I think what Mosley said to him when they're hugging was like, they were chanting your name. I mean, it is, it is really a beautiful moment. And sometimes, you know, these seasons aren't about winning the Super Bowl. I, I of course think of uh, one of the last podcasts, sadly, you know, your brother mm-hmm. did with us was when the Browns won that playoff game. And that was a, a really special moment on the podcast for Mark. We had been with him all this time being a Browns fan mm-hmm. and he, and he got that and Chris, Chris was fighting his fight and it was great to have Chris with us. Um, and I couldn't help but think of that tonight. Yeah. Another, another special night here in Cleveland, except this time it's just so weird with, it's so improbable. Those are sometimes the best sports seasons. I don't know if the Bengals have had some of these where it's just like, they're probably not going to win the Super Bowl. Although at this point, like people are starting, you know, it's like maybe they'll dream to do it, but just a total unexpected delight that was capped off tonight. Why can't they win the Super Bowl? They, uh, they're the only team that really beat the beat the Ravens. The, the other two games, okay. the Ravens kind of shot themselves in the foot. And I know, I know the Browns were down in that game late too, but they, they beat the Ravens. It wasn't yeah. that the Ravens beat themselves in that game. Um, and outside of that, the Ravens have, outplayed every team they've they've gone against um the browns have made some pretty decent teams look bad 
and bad teams look worse. Um, and then again tonight, it happened again. The Jets never stood a chance in this game. But I want to talk a little bit about the Jets. Okay. How many times can you shoot yourself in the foot? I mean, you got fourth down where you, you get the play in with five seconds on the on the play clock. You get – It's a Nate Hackett go, special. Uh, it, it's not just that. I mean, I think it was 12 penalties, um, most of them in crucial situations. Delays a game on fourth down. You had uh, – they, they went for it early in the game on fourth, fourth and sixth and instead of kicking an easy field goal. Then they miss a field goal. It could have been a different game in that second half if they if they make a cu- couple of plays. I don't think they would have won anyway, but it, at least it could have been entertaining going down there. I wanted to take a nap the whole second I half. I mean, I was, I'm not going to get on them for being too aggressive in the first half because they, they were driving me crazy with the lack of aggression <laughs> in the second half. They're down. They attempted a field goal to cut it to 14, they like inside right the <laughs> on the 13, and then they, they get that block. Then they punt um, from midfield on fourth down in the fourth quarter down, I think it was 17 at the time. Uh, then another possession uh, you mentioned where, yeah, they, they don't get the play in, so they, it gets moved back to a fourth and 11, and, and they kick it there. They just kept deciding not to go for it on fourth down. But I guess you're probably not going to get it on fourth down. If you go for it, you're 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 sneaking it. But it's just like, just try to, you're, you're actively trying to not win the game at that point. And I've never been a fan of Bob Sala's uh, game management in general. No, and, and Dan's been on him for several weeks now with good reason. It's more of the same. Now, in his defense, it was probably the best chance they were going to win is try to pin them back and get a turnover. And maybe you can get a quick score. But even when they did that, they couldn't score. Uh the, the Jets, I, I really, you know, ate some humble pie a couple of weeks ago when I was talking about the organization and the coaching staff, and I locked up, uh, well, who was it, the Texans, and they ended up losing by 30. But, you know, and the Jets showed me that week. But I, I wasn't wrong about my analysis. They, they're, it's an outrage that this team is, is even playing football at this point. It's an embarrassment every week. They I mean, they're six, this game. They're, they're six and ten, and – you know, I'm hoping that with a little extra rest, they can beat the Patriots next week. So that, and that streak, so that uh, Patriots don't keep messing up this this draft pick. You're right; they actually didn't take advantage of three turnovers mm-hmm. uh, by the Browns. Flacco had the one interception that was returned for a touchdown. A great mm-hmm. play by Jermaine Johnson. But Flacco could have had one or two more. You're going to get those. Mm-hmm. There was one throw. This is when I knew they were living right, where he basically threw it right into a Jets defender's chest. It bounced off and Moore caught it for for a first down. Uh, there was a fumbled kickoff, I believe. Flacco had another fumble that he fell on. There actually were uh, opportunities here for the Jets to do more but to me that the the biggest takeaway for the jets we don't need to spend a ton of time on them mm-hmm. but to me the biggest takeaway was you know they start the game and the browns go right down the field 75 yards touchdown it's all in joku for the most part jets respond with one of their best drives of the season six plays 75 yards against this browns defense it's 7-7 after eight minutes. I'm like, wow, this is a, a great-looking game so far. Browns get the ball back, go right down the field again. Nice mix of, of run and pass. You're right, Jerome Ford, it was big for them. Uh, they were able to run for 127 tonight, most of that in the first half. Ford was 12 for 64. They haven't been able to run at all last three weeks. That, that was big for them. But that's a Jets defense, which gave up you know two long touchdown drives 
on their first two drives, and then another one a couple drives later, early third quarter. So this Browns offense was kind of shoving it down their throats. And if if you got that as your defense, like every four or five weeks, which seems to happen to this Jets defense, it's like, what do you really have? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't have anything to add to that. Excellent. I know. I'm just. <laughs> well, it's enough Jets talk. <laughs> I'm just honking. Um, no, it's the right. It's, it was good honking because you were accurate on everything. It was it was a bizarre game. It was the highest scoring first half of any game in four years. Jets, uh, Browns, thirty four to seventeen at halftime, uh, which is just bananas. And then it was the first game ever to go over fifty points in NFL history in the first half and have no touchdowns in the second half. The second half, everyone was just kind of wasting time, and there was that clip of Flacco very relatably starting to nod off at one point. And I thought, well, maybe that's why he's not playing too well. Like he literally was falling asleep on the sideline. Like get this man to bed. It is very tiring to play professional football. Can you imagine, uh, can you imagine nodding I, off while being a quarterback I, in an NFL game? If you're involved in that game, maybe because that second half was brutal. Um, it was, I just, it was, it was how many possessions were there? There had to have been eight or nine, three and outs in that, in that second it half. It felt like it, but it actually wasn't, uh, that that many it was like six at one but... point the browns had four straight three and outs yeah um, and... There, a, t- a total of of uh, 11 Jets, possessions I mean. to- you know between the two of them and and no uh touchdowns so there wasn't yeah. there wasn't much okay. going on we we mentioned you mentioned why can't they go to the super bowl okay they are still alive for the one seed they are 11 and 5 wow, that's crazy the browns are 11 and 5 uh they need the Ravens to lose out. So that would mean the Ravens losing to the Dolphins this week and then the Steelers, Steelers next yeah. week. Yeah, pretty unlikely. Unlikely. It could happen. I... It could. And you'll you'll have an idea after this Sunday whether there's even a chance. The yeah. Browns fin- finish in Cincinnati. Uh, not an easy game, but the Bengals have not won a division game all week. Most likely they're going to be the five seed. And I do think it might be, it's tricky. They might want to rest players next week, but they also might lose the five seed potentially if they rest next week because the loser of Bill's Dolphins, if they're both fighting for the division, uh, would they have a better record then? Yeah, if they both lost, if they, it depends. It, there's a lot of uh, factors, right? I'm I, trying to think. I, I don't know. I think they need to either rest. way. If you play at the AFC South winner, the Browns are probably as the five seed, the favorite in that game as they should be. Cause the AFC South, uh, there's been a couple of teams with some value and efforts, but, but they don't have the talent that this Browns team has. Um, and we'll talk about, we, we mentioned coach of the year. We'll talk about, it. there might be some names that come up from that, from that South division in that on my list. I don't know about yours, but uh, we'll see. And then, right. um, I, I don't. I still think you rest them in, in that week. You, you mentioned all the injuries on the offensive line, Amari Cooper. Now more. I, I don't think you can play them in that. If if you're, I mean, I saw a graphic ninety nine percent chance they get in. They're in. The well, they're in now. They're in the playoffs. Yeah. But in terms of the five, but, like the five versus the six, I was bringing up the possibility that if the Dolphins lost the next two, they would be eleven and six. Off the top of my head, I'm not sure who would get you know, that, that five seed, if you fall down to, you know, six, then you're probably playing the chiefs the first round. I don't think they would be too worried about that, but it's just, just something I'm, I'm just putting out yeah, there. I, I, I guess we'll wait and see the, the, uh, the, the Browns, I, I don't know. We'll mention the chiefs, uh, the Bengals, 
have still have a chance at the playoffs. They'd have to <laughs> they they have to win both games, I think. I guess yeah, they're but, still mathematic. They're not mathematically eliminated if they lose one no, of those. No, tonight games, didn't help. But, not that it was a big deal, but they need to win both no. games and still get a ton of help. You, you go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower. 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. We've, we've mentioned Coach of the Year. We've teased it. All right. Stefanski. Let's do it. You have, he's, I have... he's, he's clearly one of the favorites for Coach of the Year. He's going to be... On the list. He's got, when we go to NFL honors, they mention three coaches as finalists. That's not really how it works. You can only vote for one. It's not right. like MVP where you can vote for multiple. Uh, but they, they say three coaches named. They know who's going to win. But usually three coaches get votes. So they'll, you know, the, those are the top three and you don't know who it's going to be. I'm going to mention seven names on a long list in no particular order. Then okay. you give me your, what your list would be. Your top four, let's say. Okay. And so in no order... Uh, Mike McDaniel, John Harbaugh, Dan Campbell, Kevin Stefanski, Sean McVay, Shane Steichen, and Kyle Shanahan. To me, those are seven reasonable names. I don't know if you would have anyone else on the reasonable list. Give me your top four in order. I have. Well, you didn't mention John Harbaugh in there. I did. I did. Harbaugh was in there. Oh, I missed that. Okay. I did. So I have. And you didn't mention Todd Bowles. I, I think he should no, at least get some No, I don't think he's a reasonable choice. I don't think he's I, a reasonable choice. He was, he was on my long list, not my short list. But it, I have... If I had to make a top 10, he's on it. But that, that's I have hard. Stefanski 3, Steichen 2, Harbaugh 1. Wow. Interesting. Okay, give me your reasons. I think... Well, first of all, I think we so often overlook the best team with the best coach. I, I think... Yeah. How many times did Belichick win it in all those years? Once or twice? Um, I, I think he got two in the end. Harbaugh did get one. I was just checking and, on this. And he's um, been, that this Ravens team has played better than everyone else in the league. They don't make a ton of mistakes. I know some. There's been some little management issues, but I think if you go through a whole season, you're going to have that. But I think it's Harbaugh, uh, and I don't okay. think it's particularly close for me. Wow. Now, I don't. I think now uh, if they lose to Miami but win the division, well, sure. is he still the choice? Me. Yeah, we'll see. I guess we'll talk about okay. it after Sunday if that's the case. Okay. Um, I, I think Shane Steichen, what he's done with that team, um, and they're still playing well. Um, you know, D'Amico Ryan was on my long list too. Um, oh my gosh, I forgot of, to I forgot to mention Ryan. That is my bad. That is my fault. But gosh. he's he's on my long list too. But like, I, I had a hard time putting him in the top four as well. I mean, they've won three um, games the last couple of years in. And he has them at eight right now. And, and, and most people thought it was the most talent poor um, team in the league starting the year. Now, I think we're, we proved that wrong over, over the course of the year with two stud receivers and a great quarterback. But, you know, the defense was extremely thin and they played OK most of the year. Now they've gotten exposed a little bit here more recently and. I, I don't think he'll end up getting it because I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. However, well, if, 
if they win their last two games, and, and I would preface all this by saying I do think the last two games matter <laughs> a lot time. for these awards because I, I think there isn't a lot of separation uh, between it. And then you have Stefanski I had Stefanski three, Steichen two, Harbaugh one is what I had. Yeah, it's just crazy what Stefanski has overcome. Chubb, mm-hmm. Watson, although they're getting great quarterback play mm-hmm. out of uh, Flacco. Conklin, Jedrick Wills, um, some more depth pieces on the offensive line. Uh, and then on the defense, they aren't stars, but they lost a, a handful of players for the season, a couple safeties. Grant Delpit, who was mm-hmm. having a Pro Bowl-type season. Roddy McLeod, who was, who was essentially a starter, and Okoronkwo. So they've just overcome a lot. Even even Dustin Hopkins, is he coming back this year? I don't know, but he's out. Uh, like, they've just overcome so much. And then when you watch them every day, you just see how he can coach offense, how he can create receivers. So going into last week, Shanahan was my guy. And it's partly because I want to reward everything about coaching, not mm-hmm. just like who is taking the over under wins of like seven and a half, like the Browns and getting to 11, but like the entire process. Cause we keep giving these guys coach of the years that like it doesn't look great in the long run like Dable last year now that already doesn't look good um Matt Nagy got one Jason (laughs) Garrett got one Ron Rivera got two I mean he has more than Andy Reid you know Uh, in Rivera's defense he this were he did do some yeah but like one of the years he was yeah, what are he the was, what, nine was, and seven or something? I think, it was like nine and years. seven or something like that. Like Stefanski in part gets credit for beating expectations, but you have to at least acknowledge somewhat he is partly responsible for setting those low expectations. And he made a great hire in Jim Schwartz. Yeah. But he also like made the bad hire that required firing <laughs> the old guy that, you know, I'm just saying. Hey, at least you didn't try to stay with your mistake too long. Uh, Mike that's Smith it. won one with the Falcons. I mean, that's fine. Uh, Dick, that Dick Duran <laughs> won one with the Bears and won four games. Okay, and so with all that in mind, thinking about like what so, what's impressive to me, Stefanski is my number two. Harbaugh is my number three for all the reasons you say, but my number one right now I think is Dan Campbell. And it's partly for the holistic thing that he did bringing this Lions team from the ashes, the, the whole three-year process to get to this point, how easy it would have been after how last season finished to take a step back. But instead, they did take that step forward to kind of answer these challenges. They're not like a perfect team, but he's very good game management-wise. He's very good at the at like bringing the team together. And so for the total job, I'm going to give it to him. And Browns fans might not like this, but I am admittedly taking into account Stefanski won one four year three years ago too it's like we really gonna give Stefanski two and four years come on I don't know there's part of me that actually thinks that Browns fans were so upset when I mentioned that online but I was just like I don't know is Stefanski really the best coach in the NFL twice in in four years that seems a little crazy <laughs> Dan Campbell is a is a thought you, you build a good case for him okay thank you um thank and you. he he it is it would be a two or three year award what was he oh for his first eight at, at one point yeah, um, was in you know he's out there crying. It would have been very easy for the organization to move on from him. And started one and six last year, one and yeah, seven last it, year, whatever and, it was. And too. now, good organizations if they feel like they have the right person in place, stick with them. I mean, not to say bad about any other organizations that have gone through three coaches in the last three years, but there's one out there that's bad again, and they'll be looking for another one. Mm. Um, 
I don't know. I, I, I wanted to get to one more thing before we, we okay. head out here. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the AFC North because you look at the Bengals. Um, they, they're 0-5 in the North. They'd be 8-2. They're 8-2 against everyone else. The Ravens have only lost one game outside the North. Uh, the Steelers mm. actually have the best. The Steelers actually have the best record uh, in the North. What is they go up that? to? They go up to uh, uh, where they play in Seattle. Seattle and this week. They're in yeah. Seattle. Yeah, they're in. Well, Seattle. I, I guess it's a good time for me to go ahead and say that I don't like the Steelers. They're going to be eliminated from the playoffs this week, and that's why I'm locking up the Seahawks. Oh wow! A surprise live <laughs> lock on the TNF recap. We weren't ready, Randy, behind the glass. <laughs> Do you have it? There it is. So thanks, thanks Big Funk. We I, didn't warn you on that. I didn't know. That was exciting. I feel like the I, just to read the Steelers. I mean, it's nice that they've gotten you know back into it, but they're not good enough. Um, you know, defense can't carry them forever. So Seattle's going to win that game. We well, have to talk about one of the AFC North teams after this week, maybe two. We'll see. I hope I hope you're right. Um, as a as a Geno enthusiast, it does worry me those two pass rushers versus these tackles who can't protect <laughs> anyone right now in Seattle. They've been they've been living a charm life these last two weeks with these last second touchdown drives. It's a tough way to to live, but I feel like they could do it again. And uh, yeah, apologies to all the the coaches we didn't go for. You know, McVay, Ryan's. I think a lot of guys will get votes. So. Uh, uh, that was cl- that was very classy of you. A, a live lock to finish up. TNF. <laughs> Screw the Steelers, by the way. And can you can you wake up and get a win there, Bengals? We were getting all excited about I, the Bengals. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, seven point dogs in Kansas City. I do like that number for for you. Yeah, but I don't know may, if I thought the Rain might make an appearance on that. I think every time they've played for the last six times, now it's been a one score game. So I, I don't know. I think the seven's a little you know a little rich for that. And your boy Anarumo always has a good plan uh, yeah, for them yeah, and. Yeah. Well, I know he's not. I know their defense isn't playing well, but he's always has a good plan for Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, so you, the you would bottom think. three defenses in the league this year, and I did not see that coming. So anyway, enough Bengals talk. No, we'll see what all, happens. We'll see what happens on New Year's Eve. It's always good to uh, get some Bengals talk. And what are you doing New Year's Eve? You working at the bar? You know, I am working <laughs> at the restaurant. Yeah, at the, the restaurant. Uh, Sorry, nine thirty to nine thirty, most likely okay. something like that. Ten to ten, somewhere around there. So. Do you ever listen to us, you know, L.A. slash Hollywood um, media folk talking about common men rankings and think, hey, how about me over here? I'm running this restaurant nine to nine on New Year's Eve every night. I'm not complaining about getting an extra game uh, because there's 10 and uh, 1 a.m. game, 1 p.m. games this week. I'm the top of the common man rankings, Nick Wesseling. There's there's worse things to be than an NFL analyst, I think. But, you know, that's a a conversation (laughs) for another day. I love my job, so I'm not going to complain. So, Uh, no, but yeah, you guys are soft. We that's that's more what I was trying to say. <laughs> Chris Chris would always laugh when that conversation would come up because he would he would just think like, y'all are all soft. You give me yeah. a break. You guys don't know nothing about the West Side. Uh, wh- what is going on on the West Side, by the way? How are the um, West? How was yeah. the Wesleyan Christmas in general? Wesleyan the family Christmas, Christmas was good. Um, you know, we went over to my uncle Rich. You've been there uh, for Christmas mm-hmm. Eve. Uh, Chris's Phil favorite comes, place on earth. Yeah, yeah, probably mine too. Um, Phil came down from Columbus with the kids and and Heather and obviously Tim, Mike, and me and 
Steph and Matthew were there. So, and my mom, so we, we get, we had a good time, uh, got to see some relatives and, you know, always a good time to see family and Christmas time. And, you know, it's the half happiest time of year. The Wesseling, uh, clan rolls deep. I mean, it is, oh. it is a clan. Oh, does it? <laughs> the, the one time I was there, um, you know, at, at their, uh, there were family members, which half of you didn't even know. There was just family members all over the place. I don't even know. There was, uh, I think that was 95 of them there that day by my count. We were planning on a hundred with you and Colleen showing up. And I think, uh, someone, someone got ill and couldn't come into mm. town. So they, they left four behind, but I think, I think it was 95 <laughs> or 96 that day. And that wasn't all of them, by the way. That's crazy. <laughs> there was more. Um, well, as a, Festive night in the AFC North. Congrats to to Mark, to uh, to all the Browns fans out there, to Joe Flacco. I'm excited that they're going to be part of our little uh, playoff adventure. Uh, it was a treat, Nick, having you on. Maybe maybe we'll make this a tradition. You can, you're you're the you're the closer. You're our uh, Mariano Rivera. Insert great Reds closer of the past. Come on, who's the best Reds John closer? John Franco, ever? Rob Dibble. There's been okay. a ton of you're, them. You, uh, you look Chapman, like, How about that? You strike me more as a Rob Dibble. Uh, so yeah. Can be the Rob Dibble <laughs> every year. That was a fun year, but no, I don't think Rob Dibble's my guy. <laughs> um, for Nick and uh, and Randy uh, behind the glass, we've enjoyed doing these TNFs every week. We'll be back on Sunday to bring you uh, wow, our week 17 recap. It's going to be a loaded one. A lot of Sunday games this week. Until then, do as Chris Wesseling would say. Keep the call. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.